Welcome to The Real Deal with Rhonda, a real estate podcast where we are committed to providing you with real insight into the Atlanta real estate market by sharing timely and relevant information to equip you to be a better buyer and seller. This week on the show, Gene and Rhonda are talking about a few mistakes that people are making during this unprecedented market and how you can avoid them. This is The Real Deal with Rhonda. Welcome back to The Real Deal with Rhonda. I'm Jean, and today we are continuing this series where we are leaning on Rhonda's expertise. She has been gracious enough to step away from the day-to-day and to tell us some stuff that she is seeing in this unprecedented seller's market. We are now a few months in, so I know that you are seeing this ever-changing, ever-growing market with up-to-the-minute changes, but you're not only seeing that a lot of sellers are wanting to take advantage of this market, but you're also starting to see mistakes that sellers are starting to make in this market. Can you elaborate on some of those so we can help our listeners who are interested in being sellers avoid some of these pitfalls? Yes. Thank you, Jean. And it it is always so good and so fun to step out of it. You know, we're we're all working longer hours than we ever have and we're just in the midst of it and and yes, I've never seen a market change so quickly and right. so frequently, you know, and while, you know, yes, it's a very strong sellers market and unprecedented sellers market, um we do things see things change fairly quickly and one of the things that I mentioned recently is I'm starting to see sellers make mistakes, right? And mistakes that are costing them. Um, either time or money or both. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, no surprise that we're in a strong seller's market. Thankfully, sellers are starting to come to market to take advantage of that because we need more inventory. Right. That's our number one problem. Um, but before anybody jumps in, I think it's important um, to know some of these things. And again, always sounds self-serving when I say it, but the number one mistake is thinking that since it's a strong seller's market, you don't need a professional, that you can do it on your own. And and I absolutely understand that thinking on the surface. Sure. If somebody says, well, gosh, there's all these buyers out there, you know, I can just put a sign in my yard or, you know, post it on the neighborhood Facebook page and get a buyer and we'll write a contract and we'll go to closing. Easy as that. Easy as that. <laughs> so, um, so the process is just much more complex than that. And the right. number one reason not to do that is if you are not exposing your home to the open market right now, if you're just selling it one off um, to a friend or a neighbor, I can almost guarantee you that you're leaving money on the table. Right. Um, your best opportunity for your best price and overall terms is through complete full exposure to the full market. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm seeing all of this, you know, offering on, you know, people posting on on Facebook and different places, and it's just not a smart thing to do. I mean, I have people in my own neighborhood who as we sit right here today, don't even know what the highest price sale in the neighborhood is. And it's significantly higher than what most people think it is because right. it hasn't closed yet. Right. But if they were to talk to me, <laughs> if they would talk to me, they would know. Yeah. And so going to market at a knowing, you know, knowing that the last house listed in the neighborhood had 25 offers and 75 showings and went, you know, significantly over asking price. That's important to know before right. you go to market. A lot has changed and knowing which offers are the best offers to take, you know, as a seller, that's that's yes. not a given anymore. Yes. Because um, it's, it's changing so much. I actually had a friend I was talking to yesterday saying that he kind of did like a side sale and it was only maybe listed for two days and then they took the best offer. And I just didn't have the heart to tell him. I was like, 
you maybe should have left it <laughs> on the market for like a full week because, I mean, I think he could have gotten quite a bit more for the house, but, yes. you know, they were in a hurry. Yes. And so it's a balance. And what we've started to do, and again, it's it's changing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so what you hear me say today might be different a couple of weeks from now. But one of the things that we've started to do, you know, on the listing side to not only get the highest price for the seller, but to work fairly in the market is to list properties midweek, you know, mm-hmm. like on a Wednesday, and let the showings play out through a weekend. Right. Because sometimes, you know, everything's rush, rush, rush with real estate. It always has been, but it's especially now. Everybody's rush, 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 go, go, go. And so your best buyer, the perfect buyer for that home who, you know, is the next buyer that's meant to be, that's going to offer the best price and the best terms, maybe, you know, a doctor or a teacher or somebody right. who's at work and can't get away and, you know, right. they can't get there until Saturday or whatever the case might be. So, you know, easing that pressure cooker of we have to get there today, make an offer today, and we want to go under contract tonight. That's just an unrealistic push right. on such an important asset for right. both buyer and seller. And you want, as a seller, you want the competition. You want right. the competition for those buyers because that could you know, change the whole outcome for you. That's right. And you'll see, price. you know, offers go up over time. Um, you'll see offers change. And, you know, you're not trying to be greasy or drive up the price um, unnecessarily, but you certainly want to make sure that you've given your home full exposure right. um, to the market, to the complete marketing. And, and usually that's at least over a period of days, you know, to get all right. of your buyers through, have them time to consult with their buyer's agent, put a strong offer together, and then, and then have time to review them. You know, if you're looking at 15, 20, 25, 30 offers, I you know, imagine. I mean, we some, we sometimes spend days going through all of the different offers, the terms, verifying approvals, right, putting them all in a spreadsheet, you know, and then sitting down with a seller and going through those one by one. Right. To, because it's not just price. We've said that over and over again. You know, while price is certainly an important factor and maybe, you know, the most important factor – there are many other terms that are important because right. sometimes your highest initial offer, you know, they throw a number out there and then, you know, there's a due diligence period and they wake up the next day and they have buyer's remorse and they terminate. Yep. And so then everybody else is wondering, well, what's wrong with the house? So right. taking the time. Un- unnecessary to, stress. Yes. It's stressful enough for these poor buyers. So, know. you know, letting it letting it play out and, and having full exposure. Um, the other mistake that we're seeing is, you know, Number one is not hiring a professional, which along with that goes not exposing it to the full market, Um, not preparing the house for sale. I mean, there's certainly, you know, you don't need to go and renovate your house to put it on the market these days, but you certainly want to make sure that it's presented in its best light. Right. Um, And especially because buyers are having to pay top dollar, they're having to pay over asking price. You know, let's make sure that you know, we are putting out a product that they feel good about and that's attractive and, and more people want to buy. Yeah. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how, you know, every now and then I'm seeing expired listings in right. this market, which is just unfathomable yeah. to think that a house wouldn't sell in this market. And 98% of the time, it's because they didn't even bother to right. clean up, you know, to put the house on yeah, the market. Yeah, I think the... There is a bit of a misconception, too, that because it's a seller's market, that a seller can just be like, I'm selling it as is and I'll get a great price on it. But, I mean, if you're going to pay over asking price for something, your expectations 
also go up with that price. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you just can't you can't even put a, a value on, you know, clearing out your house and and, you know, doing staging and getting professional photos because I mean, this is all people are going to see because some people won't be able to come to an open house. So, you know, putting your absolute best foot forward as That's the seller is not a corner you want to cut. That's right. Absolutely. And we and we don't, you know, it, we've we've done more now than we ever have. And, um, you know, not spending a lot of time and missing the market, but certainly making sure, you know, we are 100 percent committed to every listing of ours, every property of ours that goes to market, goes to market best in class for that price range. Right. And so, you know, are we renovating kitchens these days to put houses on the market? No. Are we? Uh, but, you know, we're not cutting corners. We're still right. doing professional photography and video and drone and all of those things um, because it matters. Yeah. It just matters in that final um, price that you get. Um, the other thing, other mistake um, that I'm seeing sellers make is getting a little bit overly confident and, and dare I say, a little greedy mm -hmm. <laughs> in some instances. And I think there's a tendency, not everyone is this way, but there's a tendency to think, you know, well, I'm just going to get everything I can get yeah. out of this market. And while we are, again, so committed to our clients, you know, cashing out at the highest price they can, we have to understand that there's another human being and, and you know, right. on the other side of this transaction. And these buyers are getting weary. They're mm -hmm. getting very weary of making offers and not winning. Right. And so, you know, if, if a buyer is willing to pay you significantly over asking price, significantly over, you know, what the comps would suggest and remove appraisal contingencies and give you possession after closing, Let's be thankful yes, absolutely. <laughs> for this market and for that opportunity. And let's try to have a smooth, you know, happy transaction right. between um, contract and closing, you know, and let and help them to feel good about that purchase. Because, you know, like I say, if here's an interesting thing to think about. And, you know, again, this market's evolving constantly. But let's just say that someone has paid $50,000 over the asking price right. market and it doesn't appraise and they say, okay, well, we're going to come and put another $50,000 down, but something gets squirrely in the transaction and emotions are running high and there's $5,000 of earnest money. Is the buyer going to walk away from that contract for $5,000 when they're already paying $50,000 over? Maybe. Right. So it's just, you know, there's so many nuances and, and again, having a professional that can walk you through these things, but, you know, just not getting overly confident because, you know, there right. is such a thing as buyer's remorse. There is such a thing of, of buyers getting weary and feel like they're not being treated fairly. And so right. even though we as a team are achieving record numbers for our sellers in terms of their home sale, we're also making sure to treat buyers and buyer's agents fairly, right. kindly, professionally, Um because it matters and it won't always be it won't right. always be a strong seller's market will be on the other side of the table at some point and so and it's an important transaction important investment absolutely i think that for sellers in general it's just important to remember that participating in this market at all is going to benefit you i mean the the odds are in your favor so you know to your point of not getting you know greedy about it of course like make as much money as you can on this it's a unique opportunity but just participating this year 
in selling your home is going to be <laughs> you're going to win. You're, yeah. yeah, you're, you're going to win. You're gonna win. So. It's going to be a win. And again, not leaving money on the table, but looking at things like, you know, going back to is the highest priced offer the best offer? Right. Um, and then the, the other mistake I'm seeing sellers make, and this is always a challenge and people don't do it intentionally, um, but it's definitely front and center in in this market. Um, not following fair housing laws. And so, right. you know, when you have your pick of buyers, well, you know, well, we want this family to live here and raise their children just like we did. Yeah. Well, you know, we all know that there's a whole host of um, fair housing laws as as it relates to a number of different category protected classes. And so we don't want to be in the business of choosing the buyer of our home right. based on race, ethnicity, you know, sex, familial status, all of those things. Right. And so I think most people know that there are fairy housing laws, but don't even know the protected classes or right. what that means. As And it's not just, you know, us real estate agents who are held by the, to those standards and laws, but it's the sellers as well. Right. And so just having an agent who can kind of guide you and just, okay, let's stick to the terms of the offer and right. not, you know, who is buying right. your house. And there's just, it's it's a natural emotional connection of, of course. you know, wanting somebody to really enjoy your home as much as you did. But it's it's just, you know, you have to be careful of, right. of how you handle those situations. We talked about the love letters, you know, buyers. Yes. We got in this practice of, I'm going to write the seller a love letter and, you know, please pick us and a picture <laughs> of the family and we just love your home. And it's love letters are fine as long as they're fair housing compliant. Right. And, and that's just not something the average person would know. Just I mean, don't think about it. Even, even for sellers who, you know, might pride themselves on being very knowledgeable, there are just so many you know, points in the whole process where there's just going to be something that, you know, your agent knows because they've been in the market a long time and you don't want to accidentally, you know, make a mistake that you get tripped up on for later. Like as smooth a process as possible yes. is what you're going for and your agent will help you get that. It's, I think of this as going for surgery. You might know what what your need is to get that surgery, but you wouldn't, you would not also do surgery on yourself. Like right. <laughs> you want the person who knows how to do this right. to be the one in charge guiding you. Yes. Yes. That's so true. Thank you, Jean. Um, good realtors make the process look easy. And, you know, part of our job, you know, we, we take it to heart that we want to have smooth, successful transactions for our clients. We want them to be stress-free. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, you don't worry. Let me do that. That's what you <laughs> yes. hire me to let me take care of it. Absolutely. Um, and it's such a it, it is a stressful process. So any way that you can cut that down and actually enjoy the house buying or selling process. I mean, that's a win. And it should right be, there. you know, it's your home. Like we've talked about in other episodes, it's it's a financial transaction, but it's also your home. And so right. it should be enjoyable and as stress free as possible and having a strong professional and advocate for your best interest is right. is so important. And, um, you know, you really just want to make sure that you're well represented um, in your market. Like I say, if you if you choose to do this by yourself and, you know, I'll venture to say most people do that because they think they're, quote unquote, saving money. Right. I promise you you're leaving money on the table. And it, in, in almost all cases, I can demonstrate that you know, specifically wow. how and why. Mm -hmm. Rhonda, thank you so much. I think this was super helpful. 
Again, for our listeners, uh, we love answering your questions on this show. Please continue to send them in and you will probably hear those answers in future episodes. Rhonda, where can they send those questions? Yes. So you can find us on Instagram at Rhonda Heron, H-A-R-A-N, or you can shoot me an email anytime. It's Rhonda at Ansley, R-E, Ansley, as in Ansley Real Estate, Rhonda at Ansley, R-E.com. All right. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Guys, we will see you again soon on The Real Deal with Rhonda. 